1: well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. Dogs coming off a big win yesterday, seventy to sixty-four over Arkansas in men's basketball. We got women's basketball in the hump later today, and we're less than seven days away from opening pitch of Mississippi State uh, taking on VMI on Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week. I'm Bart Gregory. He's Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Startwell. Boy, Charlie, man, hey, let me tell you this. I, I was trying to think back this morning on the way up here of the big wins that you have on the road and we've had some really big wins on the road in our history of course and I'm not ready to put this in a top five win road win in Mississippi State history but you look at our history of going to Arkansas and winning we we have never been a we've never had a whole lot of success going up there. Now when is the first time that we won there was that when we went up in 2004? Yeah, the Road Warriors year, I think that was the first year we won up there.
0: I watched that game in Dallas, Texas at Champs Sports, and that one was a nail-bite. I mean, it was like a six, seven-point game, if I remember right. Went right down to the end. Wasn't that the game that Winston Frazier just went crazy, hit a bunch of threes? He had like five or six, something stupid like that. And Of course, Lawrence Roberts always played good against Arkansas.
1: He did. He did and hey, let's you know, th- you think about Arkansas, and I've been up there before in men's basketball where it has not been raucous. You know, they've had their downtime up there, and you start thinking about the, the Frank Haith, and they, they've had some questionable hires up there in their basketball history. I think Musselman's a he's done a good job of acquiring talent. Uh, they got deep in the NCAA tournament last year. Chris Jans almost knocked them off in the second round of the NCAA tournament last year. But I've been up there before where, you know, it seats like 18,000 people. And I've been up there before when it's been 10,000. And it doesn't feel like it's that many people. Yesterday, it was filled to the brim. And it was a raucous atmosphere. And for our team to go in there and play as, as calm as we did, especially in the second half, man, I think that says a whole lot about where you are right now as a program.
0: I was thinking on my way in today, who do I put down? is like the MVP of yesterday. I mean, Deshaun Davis obviously had the big day scoring. But Cam Matthews was big again. And I know it it doesn't, doesn't always leap off the stats to you. But, man, talk about the final two minutes that he had. I mean, the final two minutes of the ball game yesterday, Arkansas, you know, they had tightened it up. They cut it to three with a minute 22 to go. So forget the final two minutes. Give me the final minute 22. They get a layup, cut it to three. Here's what we did from there. Cam Matthews free throw, Cam Matthews free throw, Cam Matthews layup. Put a tag on that one. We'll come back to it. Cam Matthews free throw, Cam Matthews free throw. Then we go Tolu Smith, Duncan, Uh, Davis hits a couple of free throws. But when that thing got cut to three in a minute 22, Arkansas just needs a stop. They get a possession if they do with a chance to tie. And Cam Matthews to go to the line, that was – that was a – that was one of those kind of backbone moments, you know? Yeah. You got to have a little brass to you.
1: Hey, and we talked about this last week about this team, you know, last Saturday, when it needed a bucket and had to have a bucket, we got points. And in the game last night, you know, Arkansas went on in that 11 0 run. We had the 16 lead, a 16 run, 16 point lead. They go on an 11 0 run to get it cut down to five. But then it seemed like when we had to have a bucket, we got the bucket. You mentioned that that yeah, how put about back. That bucket? Yeah, that bucket by you know Cam Matthews where he goes up and how's that not a foul? And man, just so much contact. That was big boy basketball. You get it put right back in your face and you got it right back and you stuck it in there. But that was a big offensive rebound and put back and it was it was a big moment for us. That was a physical basketball game. You know, Arkansas was in the bonus with 12 minutes to go in the game. And I got gotten frustrated. I'm sitting there watching the game. And, of course, you know, with the maroon color glasses, you're sitting there saying, man, they're not calling anything on Arkansas. And you understand that, you know, we're, we're not driving as much as Arkansas at that time. But, goodness, man, it just seemed like every time they got the ball in the offensive end. At one time, nine consecutive points for Arkansas came off the free throw line in the second half. Charlie, I mean, we have four guys in double figures in the game. Deshaun Davis was 17. Rams was really good, especially in the second half. I thought him getting in the lane, especially early on, we were setting high ball screens, and we were setting effective high ball screens. In a game like that where it seemed like the officials were calling everything on us, you start wondering about moving screens, and you know they're going to call that. I thought we did a good job of setting good illegal, good legal Illegal screens, and so I thought we did a great job of not moving, setting it up, and allowing our guards to get high quality shots.
0: Well, speaking to those high quality shots, here's how the play by play describes our shot, our made shots in the final ten minutes of the game. I'm going to leave the free throws out. Lay up, lay up, lay up, jumper in the paint, three pointer, lay up, dunk. You talk about taking advantage of screens and getting looks, and, and those are all coming from guards.
1: Well, I think our offensive philosophy has changed a good bit in the last month. And I think a lot of it is we talk about those high ball screens, our our guards are doing a much better job. You talk about Rams Davis and Shaq Moore. <laughs> Wait a minute. I gotta stop you there.
0: I Shaq Moore is a guy that in a course of a three minute span. <laughs> I can be screaming, take his jersey away, put him on the bus, get him away from here, and then thinking, man, we got to have him out there. So Shaq Moore yesterday, five made shots, five yeah. rebounds, five assists, five turnovers. But he
1: played 36 minutes.
0: He did. He played. He goes, <laughs> uh, and we talk about stretches of the game that matter. It was a five-point game, 1040 to go in the basketball game, three straight times that we score, it's a layup by Shaq Moore. And so it's like sometimes during the game, like one of those turnovers he had in the first half, right before halftime, we're looking there trying to just put a little more on that lead right before the half. We're in transition, dribble down the floor, and just dribbles off his leg out of bounds. Wasn't even contested to speak of. So he'll do some of those things. And then other times it's
1: like he plays just, I you do know, one, one step ahead of where you want him to be. He's driving 67 in the 55. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. – t- is somebody going to write me that ticket? Now, what I mean by you know, how we changed in the last month, you know, I think a month ago we're selling for a bunch of threes. And now we're driving the ball to 15 feet, and sometimes you're getting that double team. And you're seeing a lot more interior passing off dribble drive is what you're seeing. And if you do see a three-point attempt it's coming off a and you know, and we hit six out of ten yesterday because we had good looks, it just seems like – we're being a lot more aggressive with our guards of trying to get to fifteen feet. You hope that that
0: made three by Eric Reed, maybe
1: gets him going.
0: Eric Reed has been a good shooter in his career, but boy, he—I don't think he had a make in about a month.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. But here's the thing: I think of Eric Reed, though. The guy defends. The guy gets re- on
0: the offensive glass.
1: He gets on the offensive glass. He runs the offense. And do you know, all season long, he averages eighteen minutes a game. He's had six turnovers all season long. He takes care of the basketball. Now, he's missed some shots. And some of those you could say, man, those are turnovers with the shots that we've taken. (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, he has six turnovers. And for a guard in this league, in this very aggressive physical league, to have six turnovers is good. And then for him to hit that three yesterday, of course he had a wide open look. He just banged it home. That was a practice three. But you got to make it.
0: Well, overall, I thought it was a huge win for us. Will McNair gave you some good minutes. Um, I did not see – what was the technical foul? Was that a taunting foul? I didn't Davis? see it either.
1: I didn't either. And I didn't see a lot of the fouls that were called. But That was the uh, – that was first half, and I was not as, um, you know, just locked in yet. And, um, you know, it's one of those deals of you get emotionally attached to it when you see the, you know – you look up and you're like, okay, dadgum, we know we're know we up by six. Here we go. Then you're up by nine. Then it's cut down to four. Am I the, am I the, the reason they cut it to four? Because I turned it on and I'm watching intently now. But then the you know halftime rolls around, you got that lead, and what well, second half, man, really came out of the gate well. Uh, and Ar- you knew that
0: run was going to come. You knew
1: Arkansas was going to go on that run. You knew it was coming. But, uh, hey, this is an Arkansas team. When we talked to Jeff Goodman, and we talked to all these guys around the country before the season started, and they may round into shape here at the end. There are, you know, their net ranking right now is 23, even though their record is not just elite. They're still 23 in the net. So that and they was a, have tended to play well at home. That was only their only their second loss at home all year. They got beat by Alabama, and they get beat by us. They've been like the old like, – we talk about Godfrey's teams at Alabama every week. About how good you are at home and how you play suspect on the road. That's the way Arkansas has been. They have defended the home floor very well.
0: All right, let's talk about path forward for us. Um, you starting to see now? I think they've settled into what the rotation is going to be. I mean, guys who weren't getting minutes yesterday probably aren't going to get many minutes going forward. You would think. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we, I think we've seen our eight. I think we kind of are.
1: I can't. I think we are what we are right now.
0: Hey, Sean Jones is taking minutes away from some guys. He is, and I don't mean that in a bad way. What I'm saying, people say, well, why is so and so not playing anymore? Sean Jones missed time, hurt, right? Had a concussion, got banged up. But man, you've seen glimpses of what that guy can do.
1: What have we said? We think we need to be in the top six, seven in the league when all the dust is settled. You look in the league right now. Alabama's two as far as net rankings. Tennessee is three. Arkansas is the third best team in the league in, in net ranking, 23. Of course, they had the big win on the road at Rupp, and you know, winning at Kentucky means something. A&M is 33, Auburn 35. We moved up seven spots yesterday from 47 to 40. We have the sixth highest net ranking right now in the SEC, and we only have, Charlie, one game left this year. That Right now we, we're going to play against an opponent that has a better net ranking than us, and that's A&M. Late in the year at home.
0: Guys, nice, let's look at it as you go forward. Home game against Kentucky.
1: Their net ranking right now is 45. They slipped six yesterday. They were 39, went to 45 after losing at Georgia yesterday. It's
0: going to be a tough That'll be tough. tough man. game. We kind of exaggerate Kentucky's struggles,
1: right? I mean, they're not terrible. I mean, look, their net ranking is right there with us. Well, you look at their record. They're 16-9, but seven of their nine losses are quad one losses. I mean, that's top 25 losses. You look at their 6-1 and one in Quad 2, 6-1 and one in Quad 4. So, it's not as bad as it seems.
0: Yeah. And so, all right, then you've got a pair of road games. you got to go to Oxford, and you don't know where those guys are right now. They had a bad loss to South Carolina. And their net right now is 126. You can't lose that game. No, you got to go up there next Saturday and win. And as much as I would like to say, I'm going to go up there, you and I are going to be doing baseball on Saturday. Yeah, we will be. So, I have a feeling that we'll be multitasking. Maybe a little monitor in between us.
1: We get the uh, what we can do is, we're going to control this year of what's on the TV.
0: Now that uh, a certain director of I'm not, intercollegiate athletics is not around, I'm not saying anything negative. the remote,
1: yeah, and and I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying this year, if, especially if Coach Polk's over there doing his radio get deal, we're going to control what's on the TV. We're not going to be watching other crazy things. <laughs> it's going to be quieter, too. But anyway, I go. I digress. South Carolina's net rating right now is 253.
0: And they go into Oxford and win. Boy, that's just when, – when do you feel like the change is coming? Because it's not a question of if. It is coming. Does it feel a little bit like us last year? You're just going to let the SEC tournament play out and yeah. then where do you go? Well – Do you try to – do they try to get a big name?
1: Oh, man. Will Wade. Mike Krzyzewski is going to come out of retirement. Well, people are – Jim Boeheim. There's plenty of
0: Will Wade talk going around. Really? That doesn't intimidate me, quite frankly.
1: No, but it, it fits. <laughs>
0: well, um, yeah, so you got to go up there and win at Ole Miss. Missouri on the road – it's going to be tough. I think I would argue, and I get it that a is really good. I think you could make an argument that at Missouri is your toughest game left.
1: Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Their Their net ranking right now is 44. They won yesterday at Tennessee, last second shot. You see What's how that back happened?
0: Back-to-back games by Tennessee at the buzzer, yeah, right? Yeah, they lose
1: to Vandy. Vandy's playing better right now. Jerry Stackhouse yeah, kind of like got them. I like that game out the end. Of course,
0: I still have – I will never – Shan Foster? Yes, I will never (laughs) take for granted a game at Vanderbilt. The old Jack line, the one-man gang.
1: Oh, man. They honored him a few years ago in Nashville. I think it was one of our our games. And Shan Foster's out there. Hey, Shan Foster. And, you know, got half the crowd. And I, like, stand up. I'm like, this this dude deserves a lot more ovation than he's getting in this arena right now. (laughs) Because this dude was amazing. They had a picture of him.
0: I was there for a women's basketball game a few years ago, and they – had a picture in the concourse, and I just had to do a double take. I was like, there he is. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget. It didn't matter what he did in the second half against us, but in any event. That's why I'll never take a game at Vandy for granted. But, all right, so let's get back on track. Kentucky here on Wednesday, tough game. Boy, you hope it's packed. You hope it's the 1990s hump, and you hope you win that game. Then you go up to Ole Miss, gotta, 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 no excuses, gotta have a win. Missouri's going to be tough, A&M's going to be tough. South Carolina, maybe.
1: No. I mean South Carolina's 253. Okay, you look at Kentucky right now, they're 3 and 4 on the road. Missouri at home is 14 and 2. A&M on the road, they're 5 and 3. I mean, so it's not like, you know, the the road games you've got are teams that have been really really good. Nobody's been great on the road except for Alabama and yeah, Tennessee has been okay, but Alabama's eight and one on the road overall this year. I think the thing that gives me comfort is I actually believe that Alabama is
0: really good, and I've seen how well we competed against them. We, we were we were right there, and this team is playing better. Is it is it odd to say that your team, that a turnaround for your team started in a loss?
1: I think it was. I think it was that loss at Alabama. And I saw the Goodman – or the was it Rothstein yesterday that, that sent the tweet out about, hey, this is – you know, calling Chris Jans, the dentist. The dentist, yeah. And, and saying this is not a team. And I'm telling you this, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Mississippi State guy. And I hate to say it like this because I don't want it to be construed as a jinx in any way. We are not a good matchup in a tournament. We're not. If we could get in – if we could get in the tournament – we could win We could win some games. I think
0: partially, too, because our defensive scheme's a little different. Yes. And I think it makes
1: it very tough to adjust to us. To scout. Yeah. you got to have a – let me tell you this. You've got to scout us. I mean, you. It's, it takes a couple of days to scout us really well, especially on our defensive side.
0: Who's your MVP right now? And then when I say MVP, let me change that. I don't want MVP. M-I-P your most important player.
1: Well, see, after you were talking a minute ago, I was going to say Shaq more because it seems like when Shaq have, how Shaq goes, we go. I think just opening up at outside, if he's hitting his outside shots, he's getting dribble penetration, I think that's big.
0: That's like in 90, I used to argue <laughs> that uh, – Todd Merritt was our most valuable player. People get furious, I said, because as long as he was playing, somebody else wasn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You
0: you kind of wonder, when you start thinking about most important, you
1: got to consider who comes in for them. (laughs) Exactly right. right. You know, Tolu is playing so much better. I'm thinking through it. You know, Cam Matthews is just the steady guy. I mean, because I think in basketball, we always equate success to how many points you score. But – Man, he defends it so hard. And, yeah, DJ. you know, DJ yesterday played a bunch of minutes. DJ didn't have a foul yesterday and played just about every minute in that game. I think there were guys on the bench who got called for fouls. Yeah, DJ, man, he's just a matchup problem. But uh, I don't know, Charlie. I'm going to say just because I'm going to do the aggravation just like my brother would do. Just because you said that sometimes Shaq frustrates you, I'm going to say he's my most important player right now. Just well, because. I
0: think there's, again, boy, this is the MVP debate every year in sports is like, well, is it the guy who helps his team win? I, I do agree with this. I don't think Shaq is our MIP, MVP, what have you, except that I think to some degree, as he goes, we go. But if, if you told me, think back in 2005, when some Frazier gets hurt, we got to play without him a while. You know, if we had to play without somebody right now.
1: Yeah, have I ever told you the story about Winston Fraser? You know he got hurt; he broke his foot going out of bounds at Ole Miss. Oh yeah. And then uh, that uh, the the eighteen years ago, this coming Thursday, eighteen years ago, this coming Thursday, he made his return to the Humphrey Coliseum. Remember how crazy it was that night against LSU, when Winston Fraser came back. You know how I know that is because that's the night I became a father. And that night we were getting ready for Ella Claire to make her appearance. And the two doctors in Jackson, both big Mississippi State basketball fans, we're sitting there. We're moments away like from don't push. We're waiting for Ella Claire to to come here, and then uh, I'll mer- never forget what the doctor looking at me and saying, "Hey man, Winston Frazier came back in a game. He hit a three, and the place went crazy." And I looked at him, and I was like, "I don't care." <laughs> I, don't, I mean, but so uh, that's how I remember Winston Frazier coming back from injury because it was the night my daughter was born. Okay, yeah. A little side I story. I before. was kind of hoping
0: you were going to tell me that you had like the TV on in the delivery room and everybody was trying to put the brakes on it. Well, but I made sure she was okay. I went and watched the second half, while.
1: you know, and we lost that game. We did lose that game. That's what I've always said is you know you were bad luck. No, I'm joking. She's great. It's awesome.
0: So anyway, yeah, throwing inside on your daughter. Yeah, I know. She do it to me too. So well, yes. So no, I look at it though. I think right now I would say this. I think we have a group playing together as a team. Well. And we're playing a brand of team basketball with an edge defensively that we just we hadn't seen in a long time. Well,
1: and here's the thing, too. You think about this, and this is not a knock in any way. I don't mean this in any negative way.
0: This is the classic but lead-in I, to you being negative in some no, way.
1: But, but how many times in our history when you sit down and watch a basketball game and you sit there and say, First and foremost, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the guys that are hitting the floor tonight are going to play with as much effort that they physically possibly can have. That's one, as I know these guys are going to play extremely hard. And I know, two, and probably more important, and this is not maroon color glasses, there is a high probability that the guy that's walking our sidelines is going to outcoach the other guy walking their sidelines. That's the way I feel every time I watch us play basketball is I know we're going to give a ton of effort. We may not hit shots and we may lose, but I feel like we are prepared and I feel like we are very, very well coached. I think Chris Jans is a very – I'm talking about a very good basketball coach.
0: And so now what you've got to do – and I accept your premise there. I believe that too.
1: So See, it wouldn't be a negative at all.
0: No, you weren't. But So, now what I'll say, though, is Mississippi State fans. What was the, the line, you know, when they asked what kind of government we have, you know, Republic, if you can keep it. Um, you know, we got a good coach if we can keep him. And I, I don't want to start drawing alarms, but, man, if you're a coach, what do you want to do? You want to play in front of big crowds. Yeah. Right? You want support. You know your fans are there. And I get it. Last week, it was an 8 o'clock game. It was just a downpour outside. I get it. But I would like to think, and I know there's a potential for bad weather, but I am hoping that whatever has to be done, that that Coliseum is filled up 1994 style here in the coming days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know who else just gets it done? Strange Brew Coffee. It's constant. Every time I go in there, they outplay their opponents. They play it hard every Sunday when they're brewing my blueberry cobbler flavored coffee,
0: they going hard in the paint.
1: Went hard in the paint today. They kept they kept Arkansas out of the paint today, and they went hard in the paint. Blueberry flavored coffee from Strange Brew. Got a Strange Brew Dot com, and they get get that coffee sent to you. They got mugs. They got all kind of things that that are funny. They're kind of like Charlie. We're all always just funny, and we'll send it to you. At strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And we are in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Saw all my Farm Bureau agents this week. Saw Ben McDade. I saw Mike Vick. I saw Mitch McAdory. I saw Haley Moody. I saw all these guys this week. And so go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau in your community because they're in your community in Mississippi. Hey, baseball on Friday. Hey, wait! I got to ask you one thing. Sure. I I want to put a
0: cap on my comment about needing people in the stands Wednesday. I was pretty fired up last night, and I started hitting Twitter, and I said that this team deserves a full crowd. And I had a few people, of course. You know, some people just can't just can't let anything pass on Twitter, (laughs) right? Without having to comment. But I got a few like deserves. Are you serious? Kind of comments. I think this team deserves our support. I really do, and I'm going to die on that hill. Oh, yeah. This team dug itself out of – I mean, look, we were sitting here three weeks ago saying, boy, I don't – you know, are we even in material? Man, we're playing good, but there's no results. Where's this thing going to go? It's very, very rare that you see a team go through the losing streak that we did, dig its way out of it, keep playing hard, do things like you did last night. Go on the road and beat a good team. Yeah, I think they deserve to be watched.
1: Yeah, and and it goes back to you know we're seventeen and eight overall right now, and to win five in a row one of the that one of those nine conference wins against the top you know ten fifteen team to the country and TCU. I think it goes back, man, and I'm not I'm, I'm not carrying his bags this morning, but I think it goes back to what kind of coach Chris Chance is. You can watch him and, and see. I mean, he's not the. Hey, come on, guys. He's not the rah-rah, you know. No, he isn't that. No. He's not Bob Knight either.
0: He's not. And that's one of the things. I think he does a really good job of understanding his players, understanding which buttons to push and when. And I, it's almost like some of our easier games, he's tougher, and then you get in these big moments. he Everything just kind of slows down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Do you see that? I do. Um, now, I did not see this. I was actually in New Orleans this weekend, uh, speaking at a convention, talking about NIL. And so I watched from my iPad and then later at the banquet from my telephone. And I got a message saying that Chris Jans and the official were basically nose-to-nose at one point late in the ball game. Did you happen to catch that?
1: No, I didn't. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever given a speech and had a game going on on your phone? As you're giving the speech. No, I don't think I've ever done that. I did that in the SEC tournament one time. It was a game going on, and I was speaking one time. I did that. I won't tell you where, but I I did do that.
0: I'm not opposed to it. We've certainly broadcast a number of games with games going on. (laughs) There was the day that you and I had pregame for football. Then we did a volleyball game. It was a Vanderbilt game up there.
1: Yeah, played football at Vanderbilt.
0: So we were watching the Vanderbilt game while broadcasting volleyball. Which isn't a huge challenge for me because I don't know the rules to volleyball. Here's what brought it up terribly: uh, that the day. worst person, the least qualified analyst for volleyball you ever see. But it was just one of those emergency deals.
1: Yeah, and then too, we were also doing our text messaging with our buddies, so we were texting about the football game while watching the football game while broadcasting volleyball.
0: Let's hope Julie Darty Dennis isn't a listener.
1: No, I mean, it's, but I thought, hey, I thought we were very respectful in our in our broadcasting skills that day. So, we didn't jump out there on a ledge. And so, baseball, talking about uh, jumping out there and talking about broadcasting. We've got a bunch of broadcasts coming up in baseball starting on Friday. VMI coming in here this next weekend.
0: So, what do you see about this weekend? We won't know if we're any good, but we'll know if we're not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is that
0: kind of where we are?
1: Well, I went out to the scrimmage the other day and watched a few innings. And I'll say this. I think we're going to have a lineup. You start thinking about Ledbetter. You think about Kellum Clark. You start thinking about, I mean, we got some mashers. Man, Dakota Jordan, that cat can hit. I mean, he can hit a long ways. He had a ball off the end of the bat against Casey Hunt in the game on Friday. Off the end of the bat to right field, and it went to the second row of the left field lounge. So it brings
0: up the age-old question. Can we really hit, or can we not pitch at all?
1: I think, yeah, I think offered at third is going to hit. I mean, we got some guys can mash it. So, that being said, I thought, uh, I thought Casey Hunt, he gave up like seven hits and three runs the first three innings in the game on Friday, scrimmage on Friday, and I thought some of those were bleeders. I mean, it's one of those it, it just didn't feel as bad as it really was uh, or wasn't bad as it felt. And then you look at uh, Kate Smith through, and he threw well. Third inning, he gave up a couple hits and gave up a couple runs. I think we've got more depth, especially in the bullpen. Um, I liked uh, Tyler Davis, the left-hander from VCU coming in. Uh, there, there's a lot of pieces that I like about this team. I think it's going to be more athletic than it was, but I also think it's going to hit for more power. I think we're going to have a very good offensive team this year. I really do. Now, it does I think we will. Now, it does come back to that point of – you know, do you look out there and who do you have? You know, in this league, on Friday nights, you always have that big timer. I mean, you've got that big timer. Who, no matter who you play, you know, who's going to be your Friday night guy? Who's going to be your Saturday guy? I think we've got some really good depth in our pitching staff. We've got a lot of guys you can use, but it, you know, it all comes down to, to throwing strikes. And right now, sometimes when we're throwing strikes, we got a, an offense that's good enough to turn it around. And I think that's what you're seeing right here in early season scrimmages.
0: Well, hopefully none of our pitchers have whiplash just yet. <laughs> That's the thing you've been hearing, though, is that we're hitting the ball well. Um, lineup, I guess we'll know here in a couple of days. got a pretty good feel for most of it anyway, right? Yeah. And Still I, hey, not I, entirely sure I didn't center mention left. Hunter, I
1: didn't mention Hunter Hines. I mean, Hunter Hines is a masher playing at first base right now. I would th- think right now, and I may be completely wrong, okay, I'm going to give you my guess as far as the infield. I'm going to say Hunter Hines at first. I think Imani Larry has looked really good at second, even though you've got a cast of guys that have been really good at second base. is going to be your shortstop. Mershon, the freshman man, has looked really good. Uh, he has looked really good as a freshman. Slate offered at third. I think he's there. You're going to have you know Luke behind the plate. The outfield's where it gets dicey. You know, I think he, the way that Dakota Jordan, I think Dakota Jordan has played his way into an opportunity. I mean, he is a oh, guy. No, he's playing. He is 100%. a guy. 100%. How many times do we go on the road and watch a team at South Carolina or somebody where it feels like every time they come to the plate, they've got a chance to hit a home run a long, long ways? Dakota Hudson's that guy. Or Excuse me. Dakota, Dakota Jordan's that guy. Dakota Hudson hopefully is going to be back pitching this year. But Dakota Jordan, every time he swings the bat, it's like this could be fun to watch. And so, I
0: am not worried about our lineup at all. Perhaps I should be, but I'm not. I can't think of a position because you start to say, all right, what if What if one of your middle infielders doesn't hit? Well, you got somebody else you can play there. Mershon can – Yeah. And may push his way into one of those anyway.
1: And, hey, I haven't said anything about Aaron Downs yet. That guy's going to hit.
0: No, and he's going to play. And so y- you, I feel pretty good there. Actually, I don't even feel pretty good. I feel really good. My fear is the Church League softball score.
1: Having Sunday scores on Saturday?
0: Yeah. And it goes back to the thing that you were just talking about. When you start thinking about Mississippi State historically, you know, when you've been good, you've had your Debose, your Mahalam, your Chris Stratton, your Brantleys. You know, you could always go back, your
1: B.J. Wallace, Let me ask you this question, all right? We're going to talk with Paul Gillier this week. We'll have our our call, the Zoom call that we always have with broadcasters and umpires. And Paul does a good job of explaining new rules. And this is a year, this is the first of two years we have a new cycle with rules. So we do have a number of rules that are going to be different this year. And one of those is going to be in conference games, you've got a 10-run rule after seven innings. And let me ask you this question.
0: And I hate to bring it up. Down nine, throw a position player out there. Hey, was that where you were going by chance?
1: If you have somebody that runs out there on a Friday night, and somebody puts up a five spot in the sixth inning, do you want to go nine innings on a Friday night? I mean, you start asking yourself some of those questions of how games are going to be coached, maybe a little bit differently now that you know that that's kind of in the back pocket. I'm just asking. You know, some guys are going to say, "Hey, we see it in a tournament every year." <laughs>
0: I mean, no, we do.
1: We're teams like, okay, hey, we're down by eight runs and we're in the sixth inning, and uh, man, I I hope we uh, give up two runs right here. Yeah, they don't say that out loud.
0: But you put Brent Rooker on the mound or something like that to help <laughs> it out, right?
1: <laughs> Just in case we <laughs> need go him. get him. <laughs> in case we need him later. Yeah, and so <laughs> I don't. One of the
0: other things that we're going to see is a pace of play change, right? They're going to really kind of emphasize the amount of time between batters now Yeah, get in. And so hopefully what that means is you don't have guys kind of slow walking their walk-up songs, take an extra stretch or two, fix the gloves, just think get to the right point of the song.
1: Now, we've got to get in more in-depth on this, and we'll do it uh, probably in our midweek show because I really hadn't jumped up on it really. But they're going to limit the number of times. You know, last year we had the, the complete joke of you can take a step off the mound and as long as you give action to that base and raise the ball up in the air. You can do it as many times as you want. I think they're going to limit the number of times you can step off the mound during an at-bat. You're going to have to throw. So, anyway, we'll see how all that works out.
0: I do, by the way, have a standing offer of an NIL deal for Kellum Clark if he'll change his walk-up song to something of my choosing. <laughs> I just – I mean, I know we got to the end last year – I looked at you one game. It's like, at least I don't have to hear this dang song again. You know? <laughs> That's the only bright spot
1: for me right now. Um, We've had a lot of bad walk-up songs before, but I've never wanted anybody to change it. I remember a few years ago where I think it was Ryan Duffy and that crew, they were a bunch of seniors, and all the freshmen coming in, that they got to choose for the first 15, 20 games of the season, the freshmen's walk-up music. And Sam Frost had that Firefly song that was just so annoying, you know. It was awful, and poor Sam was coming up there to Fireflies, and it was all the seniors doing that junk. So, walk-up songs. Here's what I wish, because I don't. I can live
0: with anything for a ten or fifteen game span, you know. In the major leagues, you can go change your walk-up song. Yeah. And so, what I would like to see is that, basically, you know. I, you got to drive some action with your walk-up song, okay? And w- what about this? What if we could have interactive fan experience and we could vote your walk-up song off the island?
1: No, no, I don't. Well, I don't know because there's a lot of people like. But you got to
0: But you got to give me nil money to be able to vote. How about that? <laughs> now we're on to something. Hey, hey, hey. that's uh, what I'm talking about. Let me workshop this later tonight. All right, nil deals for in walk-up. exchange for walk-up songs. <laughs> There's bound to be an NCAA issue that we got to think through here. Yeah, I'm sure there it's is. not a proposal yet. It's just <laughs> an idea. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that. Um, yes, yeah, so you got to build a to pitch. Now, pitchers' entry songs, you know, you're a lot more invested there.
1: Yeah. You're going to get to the first verse on on pitchers.
0: You know, Marcus Timms told me the story, by the way. So, it was, it was when he was playing with the Yankees in 2010, and he got invited to – go to Jay Z's club and Jay Z basically tells him, Hey, I need you to I need you to play my song tomorrow. You're gonna hit a home run. Really? And so he plays Monster, Jay zs song, hits a home run. So I guess that means you get to hang out with Jay Z more when you do that, but
1: Really? We so. need, we need to make a we need Jay Z on the show. Is what we need. Hey, speaking of I'm interviews, go
0: out on a limb.
1: <laughs> you're going to say it's not going to happen. Hey, so this week we'll start our midweek show that we'll put on WFCA each and every week. We'll do that in the midweek, probably on Wednesday, maybe Thursday. We probably need to get our production crew in together, our management staff, and have a have to have a management meeting early this week to to plan out. So
0: what you mean is you're going to call me on your ride in from Nanawaya?
1: I'll shoot you a text. <laughs> yeah. And on Friday we'll have our track. Hey, don't
0: text and drive.
1: No, I do it when I stop. It's oh, okay. Stop signs. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not sure that's legally, but never mind.
1: When that person behind me is honking and I'm texting. Um, no, I do it all audio now. Text Charlie Winfield. That's what exactly what I do. And then uh, on Friday, we'll have our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus, of course, back with us for another year. Tracks Plus, five locations. That's Saney Equip the excavators and mini excavators. Man, you talk about a business that has exploded. Massey Ferguson Tractors and Implements and. Of course, the Barco Forestry Equipment as well, one of the biggest forestry dealers in the Deep South. Our good friends at Tracks Plus, go to TraxPlus.com, and we'll have our Trax Plus Deep Dig on Friday. And then on Sunday, we'll be back in here for our Sunday coffee presented by our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. And also Cannon Ford of Starwell. Cannon Ford bringing you our Sunday coffee. Chris Keen and the fine folks out of Cannon Ford just east of Starwell on Highway 182. If you're in the market for a new or used car, if you need to use the service center, need a spray-in bed liner, the body shop, they can do it all. It doesn't have to be a Ford model at all. They can get you squared away. That's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. Go by and tell them that Bart and Charlie sent you. Ask for Chris Keen, Keene, K-E-E-N-E. He was my Little League baseball coach. He was a fantastic Little League baseball coach. And so, Chris Keen, they'll help you out there at Cannon Ford of Starville. All right, Charlie, big week for us.
0: Hey, I've got a question for you. Uh So, I'm thinking about this hitters-pitchers thing. Do you think that maybe by this point it's just unfair to judge pitchers and hitters on any one team against each other, meaning there's no need for a scouting report? I mean, you got guys out there throwing to people they've been throwing to in the fall and early spring for years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do we make too much out of that success either way? I think we do because let me tell you this. Except there's no book on Dakota Jordan yet. But there's not. any event.
1: But Kellum Clark has hit plenty of Casey Hunt breaking balls. I mean, you know, I mean, you start going out there and on weekends, you're seeing a guy that you've just seen tape on in a scouting report. It's a lot of difference in walking in that box and understanding arm angle and where it's coming from. And it to me, it does lend itself a little bit more to – now, it's both ways. I know if I'm a, you know, breaking ball guy from the right side or the left side, and I understand Kellum Clark's swing, and so I can pitch to that too. And so I think it does go both ways a little bit.
0: Okay. So maybe we can back off the panic level there just a little
1: bit. As Island Iverson once said. We're talking about practice. Talking about practice. It's Friday. It really matters. They'll start using the scoreboard and the PA people, and it matters. Can we? I'm wondering
0: if we can adjust the pregame intro.
1: Man, i tell you what. You're coming out with walkout songs, and now you're talking about, you know, in this space.
0: I've just, I've heard the, you know, it's tempting. In the short space.
1: space. You want me to recite it for you right now? (laughs) I'm sure you can. I mean, I can can recite it for you right now if you want me to.
0: No, and, you know, the Carnegie Hall. You know, I've never thought that Duty Noble Field and the Carnegie Hall thing matched up anymore. It might have used to when we were an older stadium. When we
1: had the old stadium, when we tore the stadium down, I don't understand the Carnegie Hall. First of all, I've been to Carnegie Hall, and I thought it was a dump. And um, I just, once we built the new stadium, I just didn't understand why we kept on with the Carnegie Hall of college baseball. You know, because you've got to, if, if you think of, of somebody coming in here, like Arizona State's going to be here next week. They're going to come in two weeks from now. And somebody says the Carnegie Hall of college baseball. They're going to look at each other and go, huh? Was that, huh? And then you got to explain to them the reason. And you're like, uh, yeah, okay, all right. Taj Mahal. I've said that a few times. It's the Taj Mahal of college baseball. Let's say it right now, Charlie.
0: Should we do a poll on who has the best baseball? state? Don't you get tired of that crap? <laughs> Twitter.
1: <laughs> Arkansas's is nice. It Was not as nice as ours. But I just, I mean, and I have shared my thoughts on the Carnegie Hall of college baseball. I just, you know. And if we elect to continue to do it, I will continue to not say it, but I will continue to embrace it. Hey, join it as always. Next Sunday, we'll be talking about... Baseball and basketball we will have a game And the uh, the old the new Tad Pad. I tell you what, you know, if we're going to say Carnegie Hall, cause baseball, we're going to call
0: the new the Tad new pad. pad Tad I, have, I just you talk about stuff I hate. <laughs> I hated, and you know, I really like Rick Cleveland, but I want to say, isn't he to blame? Isn't he the one to blame for that? What's that? The Tad Pad moniker. You I know, it goes know. back to when Keith Carter and those guys were playing up there, and yeah. you know. The Tad Smith Coliseum wasn't catchy enough, I guess. So it became the Tad Pad. See, the problem with Tad Pad, you were just adding something to it. You know, the hump, you can at least.
1: Yeah, it was, it's was been there. I will say and this. It actually
0: relates to something. You know, you got to get over the hump. You know, you, you can kind of play into that. I, don't, I still, to this day, don't know what a Tad Pad is. It was a
1: tadpole because you could sink water in it.
0: Yeah, it's one of the few <laughs> places where you had to stop a game due to rain uh, for college basketball. Yeah. I used to say that if we were going to keep playing there, we were going to have to help invest in an air conditioner.
1: Yeah. That place was a dump.
0: Um, no, they do have a nice arena. The pavilion's nice.
1: Yeah, but you can't go 360 around it, can you?
0: No, you can't. Um,
1: yeah, I thought it was kind of it's a, it's a it's an interesting architectural specimen.
0: It's nice. What you're seeing, though, is a lot of change in the way we build college basketball arenas. They just don't need to be as big anymore.
1: No, they don't. They don't. I think
0: that's one of the problems with Bud Walton to me. I don't think that arena is anything special. You just get a lot of rabid people in there.
1: That's a bunch of people, and it gets loud.
0: But, I mean, is there anything special about it that you say, what a cool venue?
1: It was special yesterday. You know why it was special yesterday? Because it was quiet.
0: Well, there you go. It was quiet. Worst arena in the SEC – Without a doubt, even including the old Tad Smith Coliseum, Vanderbilt. What? It's
1: awful. It is bad because they have those old bleachers, but it's kind of a cool way. No,
0: no, 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 no. Benches on the baseline?
1: Yeah, I disagree with that. The broadcast vantage point, you're actually at ankle level. Hey, have you ever
0: gotten to throw out the first pitch for baseball? I have not. Have you ever? No, never have. Really? And so that will be interesting to see. Who gets to throw out the first pitch of the new year? Are you doing it? No, absolutely not.
1: Okay, I didn't think. No, that's
0: not a suggestion. That was just a. I don't
1: know if you're bragging to me right now.
0: No, 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 no. I wouldn't do it if I were asked, nor would I be asked. So, that's a pretty safe thing. Um, All right, baseball, before we go, here's what I want to know. When we get together on Sunday, Charlie Winfield is most likely to complain about blank weather, not one of your choices.
1: Well, that's why I was going to say weather, because Friday's going to be a little chilly. Saturday is going to be a little bit better. Sunday is going to be glorious.
0: A little chilly. It's like Pope's a little Catholic. It's going to be like a high of 47 or something.
1: And the wind blowing at 12 miles an hour straight in. I am going to bring my heater. I will have my blanket, and I will not complain. I'm going to be glass half full barred. The things that you will be complaining about next week, I am going to say you're going to be blaming. Okay, here's the thing about Saturday. you got to understand we're playing a home basketball game. No, we're not. We're on the road at Ole Miss, okay, because I was going to say something about basketball parking taking precedent. The
0: do you have a home
1: women's game on Sunday? You do. Basketball uh, Basketball parking takes precedent, remember, when you play baseball. So keep that in mind if you're coming to the ballpark. I'm and then s- in two
0: Sundays, we've got double home games, and somehow I think you and I are broadcasting both those.
1: Yeah, we have a women's basketball game one day that we have a baseball game on a Sunday. That's the 26th, I believe. And so that will be, or is that? Yeah, that's the twenty-six, two weeks from today. And so yeah, we do have a, we have a. We're, I think me and you are doing them both. Hmm. I hear that.
0: That's good. Now, that was the one cool thing that came of scheduling conflicts. Remember, was it two years ago that you and I did baseball? We were going to do basketball, but it got delayed. Is men versus Missouri?
1: And we ended up being on the
0: network yeah, that night. We were on the full SEC network.
1: We were the real broadcaster that night.
0: Yeah. And it was one of the worst basketball games.
1: Oh, yeah. We said it back 20 I mean, years. It was just. Yeah, peach basket days. It was terrible. But, no, I think we would probably start the baseball game. And it may be a situation of. One of us finishes one. and You finish the baseball. Go start the basketball. We'll link up somewhere in there. Anyway. That's what makes it fun that's what makes our work and our lives fun this time of year. all right hey, hey you
0: know what makes it fun normally, by this time of year, I don't care about basketball, but it's I do been care. a long time. I was not prepared to be emotionally invested last night, and I was standing in the corner out in a hallway, hiding from people. I was giving it the I got to run to the restroom just so I could watch while I should have been eating dinner
1: well. Yeah, absolutely. I was not mentally prepared to be invested. That's a that's a term we you and I have both used a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so all hey, right, good enjo- win. Enjoyed it as always. You're not going to be sa- saying anything negative next week. I'm just going to say that right now. I think next weekend we're going to take business in o- take care of business in Oxford. I think the first two games of our three game series against VMI, we are going to show off that prolific offense, and you will have nothing ever negative to say. Next week, in the 35 minutes we talk. We went a little long this morning. So, anyway.
0: That's okay. We won on the road. Absolutely. You
1: can do that. Hey, thanks to good friends once again at Strange Brew House. Strange Brew, three locations, actually four locations now, two here in Starville, one in Tupelo, and the new location over in Tuscaloosa. Our good friends at Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Bank first, go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Trax Plus, go to TracksPlus.com. if you're in the market for some heavy equipment. If you need an excavation, Mini excavator, or if you just need a Massey Ferguson tractor, go to Tracksplus.com. Cannon Ford of Startville, Cannon Ford. Nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Locations right here on 182, just east of Startville. Newer used cars, the body shop or the service center. If you just need your uh, your battery changed or your oil changed. And so for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bark Gregory, and also hey, I had some country pleasing sausage this morning. Had the three cheese. You can't go wrong with anything from our friends at Country Pleasing. They'll have that logo on the dugout this year, so it'll remind you every time you look at the dugout, you need to go get you one of those sausage dogs from Country Pleasing. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.